Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. My name is Kalina Bowler, and I work in location management as part of Georgia's growing film and television industry. On this podcast, we meet the people whose names you see when the credits roll. This is The Credits from Georgia Public Broadcasting. Sometimes in this industry, you meet people to whom you feel a close connection. That was my takeaway when I met casting director Chad Darnell. Chad is also a screenwriter and actor. He recently starred in an Atlanta production of the musical Hedgewig and the Angry Inch. After working years in the film industry, we both host podcasts about people who make movie magic. On my show, I primarily focus on the crew behind the scenes. Chad's podcast is called Oh My God, I Love You. On his show, he explores and reveals the industry with a brutally honest take on the inside world of actors' careers. During this season of my show, we've traveled to Savannah, Georgia, to learn more about the growing film industry in that city. Chad told me about his major role in that growth. Uh, I got a phone call to cast Magic Mike 2. And at that time, going into Savannah, where we shot the majority of the movie, we had one day on uh, Myrtle Beach. Okay. Um, Couldn't cast a single actor from there. And I had to bring everybody in from Atlanta or somewhere else. And... The, we all realized at that point for the market of Savannah, Savannah was starting to grow as a community. Mm-hmm. And like, we have to have somebody here. So the film commission over the course of two years begged me to go to Savannah to start growing the market there, to be their on-location casting director. And at the time, like that makes no good business sense to me because you have like one film every year. At that point, I was like, I got to move to Savannah. So I moved to Savannah and I've been there for three years. And um, I've grown, helped grow a market where now we're casting... 50 to 75% of the talent out of Savannah on projects that I'm casting. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy to be back in Atlanta and doing theater and, and trying to transition back into that part of my life. So let's talk about that transition because yeah. um, I am currently working on a show. I talk with a lot of the production office assistants and they are listening to my show, The Credits, and they'll say, well, I w- I'm interested maybe in joining this particular department. One day, right? Or I'm maybe interested in doing X, Y, and Z. Um, should I go ahead and go for it now, or should I this? I try to explain to people that while you're a production assistant, while you're seemingly on the lowest rung, <laughs> you you can go anywhere at that point. You can you can assist every department at that point yeah. because no one's really expecting you to have a specific skill set yet, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like you said earlier, you've been doing casting for 20 25 years you said right? since 91 yeah exactly yeah. so it's the transition's not that easy no, it's not. because people know you as casting yeah. and of course now you have yeah. your name on cedric and the angry inch but yeah i mean yeah people are still like okay but isn't that the casting guy you see what i'm saying that's exactly what happened and my, right. god bless my agent uh, right jason exactly. lockhart's my agent and, having and people he, in your corner is going to be... Yeah, because he's having to go in and be like, what about Chad for this role? And and the casting directors who know me as having cast in Savannah, like, 
the casting director. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, I'm going to bring in my, my, my competition. And I'm sure some of them are definitely like, well, he's not my competition. Right. And I'm not. <laughs> but but uh, it, I think that there is that mindset of, like, but we're peers or we're in the same position. And it's like, no, I'm, I really want to do this. I really want to. Right. I'll happily take my one-liner on, on whatever. Right. It's, it's not about that for me. It's just the, as you know, with, with your job, it's like you do it for so long and you feel like you've done everything that you can possibly do with it. And I'm, I, there are people, especially here in Atlanta, Chase and Tara and, and the Finn Cannons, like they have made a career out of casting. This is their life. That Absolutely. is what they do. Casting is not my life. Mm-hmm. It's paid my bills, but it is not my life. It is not what brings me joy. Mm. And it's something I'm really good at. I get joy out of finding that actor or starting an actor who's never been on a set before and, and then their career takes off. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tiffany Haddish was an extra for me and their eyes were watching God. Wow. And okay. uh, I mean, there have been several. I, I was Dakota Fanning's very first audition a thousand years really? ago. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, that? And so that that part is fun, mm-hmm. like discovering actors and encouraging actors or like when or like in savannah like what we've done down there like to take people who've gone from being extras i have one woman who worked in the sheriff's department Mm -hmm. and now she's a working actress right and that's fun that's fun but it's not fulfilling to me it's all about the balance of passion and and, you know because you get have enough money to survive and yeah you know and thrive really yeah so um uh is there something that you would like to do other than locations? I'm nodding like emphatically yes. Yeah. Well, for one, one of the things I would like to do is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I love podcasting. Yeah. I didn't realize podcasting was going to be a thing I loved so much. Yeah. Um, but I've always loved talking to people. I've always loved the idea of learning people's stories and, yeah. you know, finding out what's going on. Uh, but I also one day would love to get back into acting. I fantasize sometimes that I'm like... This fierce, like, black woman with this amazing salt and pepper afro in her mid to late 40s, right? And here I go. One day I'm like, I'm retiring from the production world that I know. And I'm going to, and I'm wearing, like, you know, draping clothing. And I'm, it's, it's a whole production, right? It's a show. Yeah. And I'm like, Black Panther 4. Literally. <laughs> like, I'm traipsing into. The audition and like you must and I do like big sweeping motions with my arms like you must hire me and, and I don't know where the accent comes from you must hire me and all this I don't know I think that would be fun mm-hmm. it would be a fulfilling thing for me that's I'm same I'm as I'm transitioning with the the I have my own podcast that's uh, right. which I'm ex- and again I like you said about sharing stories that's the people that I'm that are doing my podcast are primarily actors and writers uh, Julie Benz uh, was my first. Uh, guest and she talks about Dexter and and it's it's so like three or four times she says I've never told anybody this before and in your head you're like oh my god this is gonna be so good (laughs) and um I feel like that's part of my journey as well because you're still informing and educating people and entertaining people which I think at the end of the day is my mission and uh with the the acting thing same Mm -hmm. like it's like I feel like right now I've got a couple of scripts that are in the process of they're at the starting line they're ready to go and it's like all I need is one of them to take off and I don't have to worry about money for the rest of the year. And at the end of the right. day, for, in this industry, it does come down to like, I need my bills to be handled. Right. Like we have a mortgage or we have yeah. rent. We've There's got, rent. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, and, that's really, honestly, 
that's what keeps me going in the interest of Same. Else. I mean, that's that's why I stayed in casting you for pretty well. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's like I need my bills paid. So I, again, I'm transitioning out of casting. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I didn't say goodbye. <laughs> I, right. you know, I, I again, I'll, I'll still take a job until I'm at the point where I can say, okay, I can completely flee that. But right. I think you have to make a statement to God in the universe that it's like, okay. I'm ready to start checking out now. Mm. I'm ready to do this other thing. Set the intention. Yeah, set the intention. And mm-hmm. that's what happened with me. I mean, I, I booked uh, a TV show that I shoot Monday. and I, uh, yes. oh, Thank you. Uh, and I, I have these scripts that are going. I had four that were viable mm-hmm. as of two weeks ago. And I, there was a company that had one of my scripts. And we're just not seeing eye to eye on it. And... I have learned in all of my years as a writer and and in these projects where they've lost the funding or now this isn't happening anymore, whatever's happened, I have learned to trust my instinct and that just because someone says that they're interested in your script doesn't mean that they're the right person for it. That's right. And it's a, you know, it takes a lot to be like, okay, I'm just sorry. We're going to have to lovingly detach on this one. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. I know what I'm doing here. And uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but I do not agree with it. Right. And I think that's a very important lesson for like, every, like you have to know what your worth is. You have to know your voice. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really difficult to be like, I got to take the script away and maybe have to sit on it for a year. Um, but uh, I got these other projects that are going. So hopefully yeah, uh, they'll take off very soon. Oh, yeah. What are some of your favorite movies, Chad? That I've worked on? Yeah. Uh, I loved Magic Mike XXL. It was, I mean, because it was like adult summer camp. I mean, it was... <laughs> nice. I mean, Channing Tatum, and he he was the producer, he was the writer. Um, even after we had, like, finished casting, he was still kind of working roles into the film based on uh, actors that he had seen in auditions mm-hmm. that I had done with improv. And all the auditions were improv'd with the, with the actors. Uh Selma, we're getting to meet Ava DuVernay on her first project. That I, was a gigantic that experience. That must have been amazing. She's a genius. And <laughs> there, there was one actor that we cast that she, we had an actor pinned to the wall, but I knew that there was a better actor that she hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And so when I walked him in, uh, she she, kind of, she looked up from under her glasses and she's mm-hmm. like, why am I seeing him? I said, because um, she goes, I already have this actor. The, already, and, I, and she slid the head, headshot back to me and said, but this is the actor you need. And I slid it back. And sure enough, that was the guy. She cast him in the room. Uh, she's somebody to this day. Like we, we tweet back and forth and she's, she's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, uh, there, there was another film, a very, really small little film that we did in Richmond called Imperium. Okay. That, and that again was like adult summer camp. It was, I was coming off one of the worst, the worst project I've ever worked on in my entire life, mm. which shall remain nameless. Uh, but it was in Savannah. And uh, it was the, the worst. Like, I was going to take the rest of the year off. And wow. That must have been really, really bad. It was... The rest of the year, huh? Yeah, I was I was done. <laughs> and so I had flown back to... I was still living in L.A. temporarily at the time, that, that, that three years. And uh, my assistant in Richmond called me and she said, did you know you're casting Imperium? And I was like, I, I'm not casting Imperium. And so <laughs> I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. Because I was like, I'm taking a vacation. I'm done. Right. And it was the Daniel Radcliffe movie where he plays a neo-Nazi skinhead. Uh-huh. And or, okay. an undercover neo-Nazi yeah, skinhead. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it was a quiet little film that not a lot of people saw. 
But for that, oh my God, it was, it was so much fun uh, because getting to work with the extras where I had to cast these horrible, horrible Nazis yeah, and then the people that they were suppressing and then watching them eat and communicate and like check in on each other. Like, are you okay? Are you? And like everybody yeah, yeah, was like yeah. making sure everybody's okay. And we all stayed in the, this one little hotel in Hopewell, uh, Virginia. And every Saturday morning, it was like Hunger Games. Everybody trying to fight for the, the washers and dryers. <laughs> and we'd all like eat in the bar of the hotel. And like at four o'clock in the morning, people were coming in. Everybody's at the bar in the hotel. And we we, we kind of like took over this hotel. Mm-hmm. It was like a giant dorm. And it was. Uh, I was so grateful that I, I ended up doing it. They ended up paying me more money than I asked for, and that's because I was I was like I'm just going to outprice myself, and they'll they'll say no. And then I was like, I need to start asking for more money. <laughs> um, but that was a blast. And then a couple of years later, uh, I got to another little Daniel Radcliffe movie nobody's ever seen. Uh, was called Beast of Burden, where okay, he's yeah. he's in a plane for ninety percent of the movie, and. Uh, I was casting a bunch of projects at the time, and they asked me to be the reader for him off camera because he wanted an actor to work off of, and he mm-hmm. knew me from Virginia. And I'm like, I can't be in a soundstage for two weeks. And, uh, <laughs> and but then I ended up making it work. And but I'm in in between takes, we would shoot these twenty to thirty minute takes. Mm-hmm. So it was like shooting little independent films all day long. And I had to play eight different people opposite him. So it was like Orphan Black, like with all these different oh accents gosh. and characters. Like he'd hang up and talk to this other person, talk to this other person. talk. So I was everybody that he talked to offline. And and after the first take, I was like, I was completely freaked out. And I was like, I took off my headset because I could hear him. And I was like, I didn't realize that I was going to lead so much of his performance. Right. Because he's reacting off of me. And the director, I, I like we were getting ready to set up again. And every time that we would cut we'd have to air out the soundstage because it was the co2 right and so i like i freaked out and it was like i'm not comfortable with this i'm not comfortable with this at all and he's like what are you talking <laughs> about it's like i'm like i'm leading his performance. like we've had no rehearsal like he's and then daniel comes over and said like, that was really great and it was like what was great about that it was like <laughs> completely because it was no rehearsal it's like we, we had one read through the day before right but i didn't think i was doing all of this work the next day until they were like what do you mean i'll see you tomorrow i'm like i'm not going to be around tomorrow they had forgotten to ask me to be there and so that was a blast for like two weeks getting to read opposite him. And that sounds amazing. I mean, it's like, it was like getting a masterclass in acting. With I know. Harry Potter. Oh, and, uh, one of you freaking out. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's what I was, I mean, it's like, it's not that it was Daniel Radcliffe because I knew it from Virginia, but it was like the fact that this is a really talented little actor. Yeah. And you're, and you are. And like, I'm playing eight people yeah, opposite exactly. him with no rehearsal. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's daunting, but amazing. Yeah. You know? Keep going, man. Your story is amazing. Thank you. And, I mean, you're giving me some inspiration myself. Aw, thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. (laughs) That was Chad Darnell. He's a casting director, actor, writer, and now podcast host. Definitely check out his show, Oh My God, I Love You. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for us today. Our show is produced by Sean Powers, and Don Smith is our editor. The theme music is by MBB. I'm Kalina Bowler. You can reach us and subscribe to our podcast for free at gpb.org forward slash podcasts. If you have a moment, review and rate us on iTunes. We also want to hear from you. Do you work in the film industry? Tell us what you do. 
You can reach us at thecredits at gpb.org. Until next time, I'll see you after the movies. Mm-hmm.